Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. This is Steve Olds. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. It's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to welcome our iHeart Radio listeners, as well as those on Blog Talk Radio and the individuals that go to patriotpodcast.com every week and download our show. Also, want to thank everybody for the great response we've been getting in, in our recent programs and for sharing it uh, with all those in your social networks. We really appreciate that. So, last week, we talked about the impact of not only the power of small business in a local community, but specifically what individuals can do to help encourage, to support, and to thank small businesses, and more importantly, what the impact is on the small business community when that happens. One of the challenges that a lot of people face in this day and age is they begin to look in the mirror and try and figure out what impact my life really has. What impact does the work that I do at a particular location have on not only the community, but the country at large. That's Sometimes that's a pretty tough pill to swallow, trying to get your arms around the impact that you have. Well, one of the important elements of understanding that is looking at the law of large numbers. In other words, when we look at an individual, that's out of 330 million people, that may be a, a question. What impact can you have? But I would refer you to people throughout history that have made decisions that have created huge impact. That's true in the small business community. It's true in the ministry. It's true in the political spectrum. It's true in parenthood. It's true in lots of different places. So part of what we have to do is get to a standard where we understand that as human beings put on this earth by an amazing creator, we have influence. We have an opportunity. We have but one life to live and that we want to live it and play full out. So whatever it is that we do, we want it to have value and that we know with other people in our community, whether that community is a family of three or whether that community is a business with 100 employees or a national or international organization that may be a nonprofit, that our life has influence, our life has value. And that value also is something that can go far beyond our time on the planet. Now, a lot of people don't want to spend much time thinking about eternity or thinking about what happens on the earth after they're gone. But the fact of the matter is that as we do the work we do every day, there is going to be an impact on the people with whom you interact and the work that you do and the relationships you build because the people that you interact with carry on part of you in that process. Imagine the teachers Think back to a teacher that you had when you were in grade school. I can still remember a number of my teachers. I can remember things that I learned because those teachers were amazingly gifted at sharing ideas that a six or seven or eight-year-old kid could understand and retain. The impact of my seventh grade math teacher, Mrs. Dickinson, to teach me things about 
what she called my dear aunt sue multiplication division addition subtraction ways to remember how things worked and how the money flowed when you started to transform math into cash and the cash flow statements and all those things that happened later on in my academic career but the point is you have influence and the more you understand it the more seriously you take the work that you do and the more seriously that you take the work that you do the more likely it is you're going to have a bigger impact you see the circle continues to grow it gets stronger and stronger the converse is also true if you believe that you don't matter if you believe that your life has very little impact you're not going to pay much attention to it and oddly enough the prophecy comes true you won't have much impact because nobody cares what you have to say because you're not spending any time investing in the work that you do investing in the people around you how does that relate to the discussion we had about small business small business for a lot of people right now is becoming a very frustrating experience it's becoming frustrating because of the regulatory environment. It's becoming frustrating because of the capital markets. It's becoming frustrating because the idea of being in a real free market economy is being restricted. We're not truly operating in a free market economy. There are elements of it that are free market, but there are also some elements that are not. So when you get down to the reason for a small business, one of my mentors, Michael Gerber, said that in the small business environment, a lot of people get started off in a very confusing way. They think that the reason to go start a small business is to go sell widgets or to go make cash. Well, those things certainly are supposed to happen when you start a small business, but the reason you start a small business is to make your life better. The reason to build a small business is so that it improves the owner's life. Right now, a lot of people are confused and they think that the purpose for a owner to start a business is to create jobs. Well, creating jobs may be part of starting a business and may be part of implementing in that strategy. But at the end of the day, the ultimate objective of the owner, the individual or the team that has invested the money, the time, taken the risk to bring an idea to market is to make the life of the owner better. At the end of the business cycle, when that business is to be sold, what's the idea? The idea is for the owner to benefit from the sale. And what are they really selling? Yeah, they may be selling physical plant. They may be selling offices, furniture. They may be selling products and services. They may be selling a customer base. They may be selling a distribution system. But at the very essence, the business is the idea that was in the owner's mind when it began. We believe that personal property rights, those ideas that we not only create, but translate into activities that can be owned, things that we can grasp. We have personal property rights as a part of our constitution. And we believe those personal property rights and the free enterprise system are timeless constitutional cornerstones upon which America was founded. And part of the challenge that we're running into in America right now is people don't even understand what personal property rights are. Does that mean everybody has a right to own property? Yes, it does. We have a right to own property, but you have to own it. You actually, in the business world, have an opportunity to take something out of thin air, an idea, and create it. You have the opportunity 
to come up with something that nobody else has thought of or take an idea that you've seen in other places and make it better and create a product or a service that can be taken to market. That can be taken to market to do what? To create value. That can create profit. That can do what for you? That can make your life better. So as an entrepreneur or a beginning entrepreneurial thinker, the opportunity to begin to take ideas, ideas that you own, you have ownership in that idea. You have the right to not only own that idea, but you have the right to market and sell that idea. And then the business that gets created in the process also becomes something that you own. So when we develop and go back and look at the development of our country and we look at what one of the things that makes America unique is that we have personal property rights. There are people all over the world in different countries that don't have personal property rights. There are some countries out there when you create an idea, you also have a new partner called the government. The government takes an equity stake in whatever its citizens create. How'd you like that? How's the motivation on that end? So let me get this straight. I'm going to come up with an idea. I'll fund it, and then you get to own most of it. Now, who would do that? Answer, not many people. Then you have to be part of the inside crowd, the government, to make it work. So in America, the fact that anybody who is a citizen can come up with an idea, knowing full well that if the idea works and the market likes it and the market votes yes with its dollars then that idea is something that I get to own. Well, we also have something called intellectual property rights. So if I have an idea, you've heard of patents and trademarks and copyrights. Those broadly come under a category called intellectual property. In other words, those are legal terms that allow us to own an idea. So if you have an idea, you can take it to market and you can protect it a couple of different ways. You can keep it what's known as a trade secret, something that you can hold on to, and you have to make sure that nobody else can break the code. Well, there are some things that are easier to break than others. So there are provisions in our patent law that allow you to take an idea and to say, I created this, here's how it works, and I am claiming ownership to this process, this system. And you file that with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. There's an entire review process. And when the government says, we agree there's no competing intellectual property out there, it's yours. And you get a patent on that idea. That means nobody else can use that idea legally. And if they cross the barrier and they use that idea, they'll owe you triple damages for the impact that their theft on your intellectual property, something that is part of your right to own personal property, has been violated. So now the business owner can develop an idea and can own it and to know with certainty that there are provisions that allow them to carry that patent, for example, for 17 years and benefit from it. Those are extremely important ideas and reasons to drive individuals to become entrepreneurs, to launch small businesses, to make their communities stronger. Those are protections that are critically important. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the responsibility that we have as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as individuals to protect 
those timeless constitutional cornerstones so that we can continue to inspire new creation, new ideas, new inventions every day of the week. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with PDGo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at PDGo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. PDGo.com. Again, PDGo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Thanks again for being with us today. In the earlier segment, we talked about the idea of personal property rights. We talked about the impact that we can have as individuals. We can talk about the cool part of small business ownership, improving the life of the owner or the owners, and the service that that provides to the community, etc. One of the reasons that small business is such a powerful force in America is that the psychological positioning of entrepreneurship and of people who work as employees and as family members of employees inside entrepreneurial environments is it changes the way they think. It changes the understanding they have in life. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Right now, America is facing a a catastrophic psychological impact uh, across the board. And it's an impact called victimhood. It's driven by entitlement philosophies. It's been driven by largely government and bureaucratic organizations 
who are reaching out to large masses of people saying, hey, we got this. We'll take care of you. You don't have to worry about it. We got it handled. Which creates what? Dependency. Psychological, emotional, physical, financial dependency. And there are individuals who have grown up in environments where they've been taught that ours is not to think, ours is not to create, ours is not to know anything about entrepreneurship. Ours really isn't to own anything. Ours is simply to exist and to receive what's due me as a victim of the system. Now, how productive is that? It's not productive at all. It's destructive. I want you to contrast that with the idea that if those tens of millions of people, and by the way, there are There are people in our nation that truly need help, and we should help them. I'm not talking about individuals that are down on their luck, that have had a hard time, that no kidding need a safety net to serve them. There's a reason for that. And and oddly enough, largely before the government got involved, the churches took care of people. There are scriptural references to taking care of widows and orphans and people that need help. That was the whole purpose. It worked just fine until a lot of people figured out how much money can actually flow through different programs that creates ways to take a little off the top and to drive other agendas. That's a whole other uh, 10 or 12 dozen episodes. So let's not go there right now. The point is the way we think. If, in fact, we were able to influence those who perhaps would be distracted by the victimhood track and attracted them to the ownership track, and we could do that en masse. In other words, we could help lots of people begin to understand the fact that you, you have the opportunity to own an idea, an idea that may go through several iterations, several pivots, because the first idea somebody else had, the second idea didn't matter to anybody in the market. They didn't want to buy it. But the psychological position that says, you know what, I can actually create something that I can own and that I can deliver that and I can, I can create value and create capital and create an impact in the market. That's really cool. Now, suppose we could share that message with young people. Suppose we could invite people in to an environment where they were familiar, a place where they could, they could pull it all in and say, this is really neat. I could hear the stories of people that have had that kind of experience. And I could begin to see myself owning, owning a business, one that I got to keep. Not only did I get to keep, but I could pass it on to my kids and their kids. That would be pretty amazing. So when you look at the scope and you look at the tens of millions of people in America right now who are moving away from responsibility and toward entitlement, we have a problem. And absent a call to responsibility and a call to ownership, choices are few because education and government and organizations that profit from keeping people bound up psychologically, many of them bureaucratic, many of them educational, keep people locked up psychologically from being productive. That is a travesty because in America, one of the few places on the entire face of the earth, we have the opportunity to take our mind to create something and to own it. 
That's powerful. That's why our founding fathers made sure personal property rights were part of the United States Constitution. That's one of the things that set us apart. I wonder how many high school kids right now could tell you that. How many people could define personal property rights? It's important that we understand it. It's important that we have the knowledge and the time to know each of us has the capability to create something whether we thought we could or not. Now, think about this. There's an ecosystem amongst the business community. There's an entire group of people that build businesses, that consult with businesses, that support companies. We have chambers of commerce. We have lobbying groups. We have all sorts of organizations that support the 30 million businesses in America. But I wonder how many people know that of those businesses, 72% of those 30 million small businesses in America have one thing in common. They're run by a single person. 22 million of the 30 million businesses out there are run by individuals. Individuals that have decided to own a company. Individuals that have decided to step up and grab a hold of their right to create something. Maybe their creation is the beginning of a new way of doing something. In other words, they're marketing somebody else's product, but they're doing it in a unique way. So there are 22 million people who have said, I'm going to start a company, most of them part-time, most of them at their kitchen table or in a spare bedroom. Many of them now on their mobile phone, they've decided, I'm going to grab the brass ring. I'm going to try and figure this thing out. And there's a huge group of people that are standing by ready to help. It's the rest of the small business community. Because you know what? If we take your idea and an idea that my friend had and my idea and put it all together, could we have a bigger idea? Sure we could. And there's ways to put all that together. And there's ways to figure out how we can own it and work together. That's a really cool opportunity. Now, think about what would happen if while you and the other handful of people that were coming up with new ideas and starting new companies got a chance to turn around and also develop influence on the next generation or a generation of people right now that are looking for a way to get out of the entitlement world. They want to step into that ownership world. They're just looking for a track in. Many of them aren't going to go find it in school. They're not going to have a mentor instantly show up, but they might hear a story. They might hear a story about what you did. They might hear a story that you heard from somebody else about somebody that had an idea for an app that they put on their phone. And that story inspired somebody. It encouraged them to pursue a novel concept. And certainly, this isn't the lottery. Not everything works. You're not going to make a gazillion dollars overnight. Most overnight successes take 10 to 20 years. But the point is the track and what you learn and who you become along the way. To encourage, to support, and to thank people who step into that entrepreneurial environment is hugely important. 
And because we have the right to own that property and operate in a free enterprise system in an America that gives us opportunity like nowhere else on the face of the earth, that, my friends, is something we need to understand. We need to teach it. We need to share it. We need to protect it. We need to tell stories about it. We need to engage people in communities so that they begin to bring their kids and their grandkids and their folks from church. And they begin to surround people with stories that serve our citizens. It's crucially important. So think about that. It's a big idea. We'll see you next week. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 